It's time for the Minecraft Podcast, episode 150. Welcome to the Minecraft Podcast. Uh, this episode we have Badge. A good. Hi. And Doc. Hello. How you doing? Hello. How's Germany? How is nice. Germany? <laughs> summer. Summer is coming, man. I'm out every day. Sun is shining. Good is it stuff. lasted more than three days? Yeah. I saw Badge had his three days of summer already. <laughs> yeah. I heard that when... Uh, like summer happens, there's a term that they call guys' legs in uh, England. Is it what? Hairy milk bottles? Have you ever heard of that term? What? <laughs> what? This is no, like I get the visuals. <laughs> I, of course, the visual. But but I swear that I was watching yeah. some vlogger or something, and he said that that's a term that is like used. Like that's not weird. Like what it actually is right now. Uh, I've I've never heard of it, but I do resemble it. Uh, okay, <laughs> I just I just like you know. Really pale, hairy Englishman on the beaches of Mallorca. Yeah. Well, the calves kind of a bit milk bottle shaped as well, aren't they? So, yeah. He yeah. agrees with it. Oh, 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 I get it. I get it. <laughs> They're like upside down. <laughs> milk bottles. Yeah. But they have hair on them. So that's um, visual. I'd just like to say, sorry, I'm looking down because I'm kind of taking my phone apart at the moment. So. That is literally doing surgery on his phone as we speak. Well, you know, Chad, I see behind you, you have some little knickknacks and stuff. Now, I saw your tweet where you were like, Internet, give me style. Give me thing. Give me style. <laughs> style me. That's what it seemed like. You were like, listen, I need some shit to go on my shelves, but I can't come up with things that I like. So I need you all to tell me what I like. Uh, yeah, kind of. You're kind of <laughs> correct about that. Yeah. It's basically like I... I want it to, you know, be cool, but I'm not cool. So I need someone else to tell me how to be cool. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. I felt so sad for you. Like, poor Chad he can't adult on his own. No, I can't. Now, I have come up with a really good idea for this this wall. This is like a blank wall. Um, and what I want to do is, like, put, like, faux brick. And then I, I want these, like, really, like, interesting pillars <laughs> and, like, some like nice. lights and stuff on it. I have like this whole idea for like this wall because it's just blank. Um, Full yeah. brick that is pretty eighties. It kind of right. is. I think it'll look good because <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not now. He's got a fan. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I have. I have an idea that I think that it would be. It's not faux brick by itself is. It would look bad, but I. I think i have ways to frame it and and also i'm gonna put some art i have some cool ideas for the art that i put into uh or on the wall anyway i have a, i have an idea <laughs> I, I did not mean to have to make fun of you i wanted to make fun of you for a different reason and then you're actual you actually are like trying to have some style and they're like See, ah. this is why this is why i asked for someone else's style because uh come on good leave marky moo alone <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh man! So uh, it's been a fun week uh, this last week. Um, I don't think we have any fun things to talk about. I think everything has to deal with frustration, uh, anger, or losing lots of jobs. 
So are you wow. trying to segue into Jump what I my, my thing? Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't. I don't or remember one what of the them. Talk is. That's why it's I was, uh, Disney. Disney. Yeah, has, I knew that was my topic, but I don't know if they lost a lot of jobs. I mean, they closed three hundred line. Three hundred jobs. Three hundred jobs. Uh, what? Three hundred jobs is so many jobs for Disney, though. For no. sure. Okay. In context of all of Disney, that's not a ton, but. I mean, yes, it's a lot of it's a lot of people without it. Like, just assume, job. like, what's a average income? Like fifty. For someone that worked on a Disney Infinity. Yeah, like who worked? Uh, it was 40, it's thousand a year. Forty thousand, I, I think that. If you're if you're an engineer, I mean, that too low. Yeah, I think that's too I low. I would say like seventy seventy thousand. Okay, because okay. that's like they're an en- they're like a programmer, right? Right. So seventy thousand dollars times 300 is like four what is it time here i'm not even gonna <laughs> it's 21 million 21 but, uh, million dollars a year you well you gotta think that a lot oh. of the people that lost job are probably people like shipping and that type of stuff it's not all like we're not 300 engineers didn't lose their job you don't think do you i don't actually know <sighs> well, it doesn't matter you know for those people affected it's definitely a bad sure thing. yeah they cannot be rehired or you know, get moved somewhere else in the company. I mean, it's a huge company, so if everybody gets fired, it's probably not. not That's kind of what I was thinking. Is that if you know, if you worked at Disney, you're still you still you still have an opportunity. But I didn't actually. It's not in the article I linked that it doesn't actually say that they're fired. I didn't see this part. Yeah. I swear, because I was I was trying to figure out exactly what was shut down. So so before we get too f- much further. Disney Interactive has says has said that Disney Infinity is being shut down, but then also Disney's publishing arm of their gaming stuff is also getting shut down. Right. Yeah, they're not making games anymore. Basically, is what right. Said. Which I think is kind crazy. of crazy. Yeah, I yeah. find it surprprising. I have to be. But here's the thing: it's not. It's it's not actually that they're not making games because if you look at the games that Disney makes, they make so much stuff. They make like "Where's My Water," which is like an iPhone app. They have, I think, they own "Cut the Rope" or something like that. Like they have tons of platforms and tons of games. I think it's just Disney publishing. So like with uh with what is it uh the that heart game kingdom heart is that it kingdom hearts mm-hmm. um that is through square enix like square enix publishes that so that's not going away because i don't think disney publishes it i think they're not making games in-house anymore is what i understand this because obviously their 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 characters are going to be in games you know i mean there's no way right. you're going to not capitalize on star wars for example right but, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. but the, the Infinity thing is um, quite interesting because wherever I went in the past gaming conventions and whatnot, I know they made a big, you know, big publicity uh, situation around it and had it everywhere. I know a ton of YouTubers got paid to do promotion for it and they had this whole thing going around it. I mean, one of the big German YouTubers was sent on a trip halfway around the world and that was also brought to you by infinity uh what is it was it called yeah in, in infinity mm-hmm. right yeah mm. so it was i think they had planned something huge with it and i guess maybe it wasn't selling i mean i thought it was selling quite well but clearly i thought it was doing great too i mean Same. it's the kind of thing where i always look at it and always thought this is something i would kind of like and i 
you know, wait till my daughter's older and she could get into it. Is but it, now it's dead. Well, Lego have a similar thing as well. Who does? Lego. Do they? Yeah, they've got some sort of. Inter- I, 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 I see. I don't actually use this, so I don't know what it is exactly. But from what I think it is, and I'll probably get corrected in the comments. Uh, but I, th- I think uh, Lego have a similar system where you, you, you build something, you put it on a thing, and it becomes interactive. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had this gaming series around. Oh, it, yeah. Lego Dimensions. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Lego yeah. Dimensions. That is a thing. Yes, yeah. um, but there's also the the sky whatever sky. Oh, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Skylanders? Skylanders, yep. There you go. Hmm. It's also a thing. I don't know. That stuff is really... I mean, who does it... Is it targeted at? Normally at younger people, right? Yeah, 8 to 12, probably. That that stuff is quite pricey, I would assume. And in our days... It is expensive. Yeah, you know, when you game, you're not really thinking of being dependent on some sort of external whatever gizmo to be able to progress in the game kind of so i think it's a bit counterintuitive so this is a concept cnbc article that says roughly 300 jobs will be uh impacted disney walt disney will no longer make its own video games it does plan to continue licensing its properties to other developers much like star wars licensing deal with ea yeah Right. Yeah, that's what I figured. I figured they were still. Yeah. Yeah. It's much more cost effective. Yeah. Well. That's the easiest way to make money, I guess. Uh, yeah. From uh, if you hold the license, you know, let somebody else do the grunt work, and then rake in the profits. If it's successful, if not, you have pretty much not much of a risk with it because you can always yeah. blame. You know, well, we didn't develop it. Not <laughs> 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 our fault. <laughs> so I guess that smart move on their side. I don't know. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the developer is Square Onyx, the publisher is Square Onyx. Okay, so Square Onyx does everything. Okay, hmm. so that would that would be part of the licensing where they just keep the licensing yeah. with Square Enix. Okay, well, hell, I don't know anybody who ever played Disney Infinity, period. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I for a while well, felt that I missed the ball that I that I made because. Uh, I actually heard of Disney Infinity pretty early on because I was working at Twit and I heard that it was going to happen and I had an opportunity to kind of like do something with it, like make an OMG craft style content about Disney Infinity. And for a while I felt like, oh man, I really missed the ball. Like this is really popular. Like, like I I saw a lot of kids playing it. And you remember I, Jordan and uh, Raylan did a yeah. commercial for it. Yeah, like I really felt like I had kind of missed the ball on it, and now it's gone. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, maybe. you did, you did, you missed the ball, Chad. Now, now you yeah, never had well, that chance. Well, no, I mean, yeah. I, I definitely that's am more. Get, I, that's what you get when you get Jordan and Aurelian for TV commercials. <laughs> oh, see, they would have gotten me. Who they was stuck right, around? Right, definitely messed up. They got the wrong actors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I because I, I'm definitely glad that I aligned myself with Minecraft instead of. Uh, it's so funny, by the way. When I started making like OMG Craft, the reason I did it was because I assumed Minecraft wouldn't be around in a few years, and it would be my first time hosting stuff, and it would all just kind of disappear because no one would ever see <laughs> the crap that I made about oh, Minecraft. Funny. Yeah, no, still, still huge. It's um, funny. I, even when I tried to make a bad decision, uh, it turned out to be a good decision. 
Um, oh, wow. Listen boom. To this guy. Boom. So that's crazy. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think, do you remember Epic Mickey? Do you remember that game? Oh, God. It was no. this game where, like, Mickey was, like, I think he painted, like, art. I don't mean. Uh, yeah, Epic Mickey. Uh, I think this was one of the only things that I can think of that was absolutely made by uh, Disney's Disney Interactive Studios. Um, let me. Here's a list of games that that uh, Disney Interactive Studios has made. Uh, oh God, they're in. I wish that they were not in alphabetical order. Ah! Uh, well, it says Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Epic Mickey, Phineas and Ferb. You can, I, I'm seeing a lot of uh, Disney things like Toy Story and When Our One Dalmatians, <laughs> Brave. Yeah, who cares? They're, they're literally, I don't know. It, it always looked like if games of Disney. I always looked at it like, okay, it's a little side gimmick, you know, for, for kids that are into Disney anyways and then you can milk the cow even more and bring out some some weird ass games i never heard about a disney game that had great gameplay or anything you know like that there so. was a platformer i really enjoyed when i was younger that was mickey related hmm. um but i mean yeah, yeah there's not a lot all right well there's that they're gone uh <laughs> it's like all games most movie gaming adaptions being shitty yeah, you know what do you expect from a company who maybe yeah. makes. Yeah. It's like it, it feels like there's two motivations that you could do whenever you come up with a a game that's based off of a movie. Is either you can focus on making a really good game um, that doesn't really rely heavily on the fact that maybe a movie's coming out or all that sort of stuff, like Batman Arkham uh, City and and all that stuff. That kind of feels yeah. like that. It's like a Batman game, but it wasn't like. Batman the Dark Knight Rises. You know, it wasn't like based off of the movie. Or yeah, you good one. Good could example, aim yeah. for the cash cow, which is release it in time with the movie. And I don't think I have ever heard of a good game. I think that there was like a Spider-Man Max, game. Mad Max lately. That was pretty that good. Was, that was semi-decent, but yeah, I played through that and it was pretty dull. So gameplay-wise, it was also not awesome yeah you know, but at least not horrible yeah it, yeah there's it gotta just, be one right there's 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 there, a game i'm sure there that, that there's really one or two movie, right? but on the whole generally it's like a good example i remember when What's toy that, story came out i mean yeah that's that's the but that's not that's like chad said it's not based directly on any of them i'm trying to think of one that was based directly on a movie that was good there's got to be at least one right i'm sure there is one and i'm sure we're forgetting of something but I definitely think the rule is it's they're bad. I mean, they're really bad. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront, but that's also not a spinoff of. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's stuff that uses the intellectual property, like Star yeah. Wars, the old Republic. Like, holy crap. It's so, such a good yeah, game. Knights of the old Republic. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I guess it's Knights. If it's just the old Republic, that's the MMO. Yeah. yeah. Um, Does it, so will the Warcraft movie make warcraft count in this or <laughs> no. does it only count if the movie's first no it, it, i think it has to be basically in junk it like 
like yeah no because the warcraft because has there been any good movies that have happened from games there's another example of that oh, i know there has to have been movie. one oh yeah hitman lady hitman yeah, did one movie. Was um, that any, was, i didn't see that at all uh, don't even yeah. <laughs> yeah. was tomb raider any good i can't remember tomb raider <laughs> tomb raider that's some a great one Raider, some of the tomb raider movies are actually pretty decent uh, what about yeah. super mario brothers who can forget oh god mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's all canon too that's like <laughs> it, uh, they, they've declared everything is canon so that's that's exactly how they got in that world they flushed themselves it's, it's a really interesting question though why does it so rarely work to take a really great game franchise and put it on the silver screen yeah, weird. Well, um, uh, well, uh, you, should, uh, you should have the fan base. I mean, might the reason be that you know normally you have some sort of creative freedom how you play your game, and it feels awkward if it's in a yeah. kind of this storyline or something. I don't know why. Yeah. What's what's missing? Resident there? Evil. That was that a good. Was, it's not a good movie. You didn't think I Resident Evil? It seems like they kept making them. I guess. Oh, maybe. that that didn't mean it's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, how many stalls have they made at this point it started mm-hmm. off all right i guess normally in, the, in those cases the first one is decent so i don't mm-hmm. know i don't really remember resident evil maybe maybe that's i just know that they keep making them and i assume yeah. that well, uh they're good i remember when i watched was watching the resident evil movie the first one at least i had this odd feeling of being lost and not really, you know, I was like, okay, where does that tie in with the games and where is there? And I was constantly looking for clues and connections to the to the actual games. And uh, there were some, obviously some familiar characters and stuff, but yeah. I, I just thought of a, by the way, sorry to interrupt, uh, a game that follows a movie that was effing fantastic. 007 Goldeneye. Mm. Like, yeah. seriously. I mean, that, that was, was like, the, yeah. yeah, that was the best game based off of a movie that I can think of. I like yes. Mortal Kombat, the movie, but that was one that just the opposite direction. I haven't, haven't watched it, yeah, so. That was, Check I mean, I don't know if that, that was like the 90s, so I don't know if that was any good. Just like, I, I enjoyed the turtles with the Vanilla Ice. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Yeah, why is a Ninja Turtle on this list? I what was Ninja Titles Turtle before? What do you mean? No, they're not Disney. No, no, no. Uh, it's just it's just not on this list of uh, theatrical releases. List 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 of films based off of video games. What wasn't Ninja oh, Turtle? Oh, Ninja Turtle was a comic. It was a, it was a game after it was a movie. I think it was what a, came a first a, a comic first, and it was a like a cartoon. comic cartoon series, and cartoon. then and then again, then there was games and then yeah you know dolls yeah it was a comic first in 1984 wow Hmm. were you even born yet no no i was not (laughs) that was a whole five years before i was born (laughs) you're so so young (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny looking at this list of of game of movies based off of games i didn't even know there was a far cry movie no well, clue. Either. There was it was released in two thousand eight. Really? Hmm. Yeah. No, if you, if it apparently it, only made seven hundred and forty three thousand dollars at the box office. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> that didn't even make a million dollars. Oh god. Oh, that's real bad. I think it's something wrong with their marketing department, to be honest with you, because I don't know. Oh man. I um, think I, I remember it. I remember it. But yeah, I I didn't even give it a chance. <laughs> Maybe most people There's so about many it of these that. movies that I just totally like I saw the trailer for and then totally forgot about. Remember Prince of Persia, Sands of Time? Oh yeah. That was a movie? Yeah, that became yeah. a movie. Yeah, and it has this crazy CG stuff. Oh man, yeah, huh. true. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh Dead or Alive, Silent Hill, what? Blood Rain, Doom. There was a Doom movie? Yeah, it was not good. It had the rock in it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So there's all that stuff. Uh, hmm. Moving on. So uh, Instagram came out with a new redesign and instantly everyone loved it. Oh, my gosh. It was a success across the entire Internet. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Um so Instagram redid their their app icon and it looks so dumb. It like, looks like a cheap Chinese knockoff. It does. It looks like oh my god. It just everything it it's frustrating also because I think the Instagram, you know, icon, uh, the app icon it was so iconic. It was so iconic. I mean, it 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 imparted what? everything. I'm just looking at it, what the hell is that? <laughs> I know I it's saw, shocking. I saw on Reddit earlier today someone took like the uh, 1990s GIF of like someone playing around in Photoshop and trying the different gradients. Yeah. And that's one of the gradients. I swear, like it matches exactly. It's like wow, they really did just totally just five minutes I'm, in Photoshop. And I'm change just watching. Photoshop. I'm just watching that video and and. One thing I, I've always said, I don't like working with graphic designers, which is stupid because I'm a graphic designer. Um, and one of the reasons is because they come up with this pretentious toss to try and justify the shit they do. And I'm just looking at this video of, of how it's developed. And someone's obviously been paying a fortune to churn this shit out. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're going about all oh, these. Here's the color range we've selected. You'll probably find that each one of these colors is representative of, you know, chi and whatever else crap that they're thinking of and nobody uh, recognizes that no it's just it's literally just oh we'll do a color color range do a little blend and there it is and then we'll make up a story backwards uh, i mean this yeah, feels like fire of passion and it feels like it, this was an icon by committee most, too yeah, it's iconic man everybody recognizes it's like the twitter bird or something you yeah. know yeah I mean, a little brown right. camera thing and is there a reasoning? Do they say why they did it or something? It's like, funnily enough, there, there's three other little sub icons, which should, I don't know what they're for. I don't so Instagram, yeah, Instagram so stuff. so that is uh, uh, Instagram has other uh, things. They have um, hyperlapse. They have a tile app where you can like uh, rearrange things, and then they have boomerang. So they have three other. Um, apps that kind of work within Instagram. Well, none of those, one of those kind of says tile to me. Uh, none of them say boomerang to me. Yeah. I mean, that would be a fairly obvious shape you would make. For that, that, and <laughs> you can see the before and after the boomerang one is the arrow that kind of, it yeah. kind of resembles yeah. a boomerang. Which is, uh, had you not said that, I would have said the new ones are slightly better for, for the sub sub icons, but now, now you've said one's called Boomerang. That's just ridiculous. They ended up testing more than 300 icons before arriving with this. 
See, and really? that is what I think the problem is. So it's it's called layout, hyperlapse, and boomerang. So oh, the layout one works. Layout the one works. works. Boomerang is now an infinity symbol. And I mean, hyperlapse is just a circle. Which it before was it was also before. a circle. Yeah. But it was kind of much like I feel like a better circle. Um it was a better circle. I, I kind of I think that it was, but like that, the circle before kind of had this interesting gradient towards the middle. It feels like, and this one is just yeah. a fucking circle. The colors, I mean, they they could have used the the Instagram camera colors originally on the sub icons, and it would have worked a lot better than what they did have. But the shapes are all right. That's crazy. I don't know why done, I don't know why they've done it. It doesn't make any sense to me, but. It, I, I mean, mean, it I'm really feels like the uh, camera, right? It's just very abstract. I mean, you still have the lens there and then the flash. It's the same, same thing. But I think had they had that new camera shape on a flat color, it might look a little bit better. But it's that that blend in the background just looks like, you know, you've given it to your six year old to make. Is it are these colors? You know, causing any emotions in you is like is there a, <laughs> rage. Is there a certain color code in it? Technically, like, yawn. Yeah, I mean, and, and now it's funny because there's two reactions to this uh, new design. There's the people who are completely disgusted and offended and shocked and are taken to Twitter to talk about how much they dislike it. And then the second reaction isn't that they like it. It's a reaction to the reaction. Either you had a reaction to it or you're having a reaction to the people who are having a reaction because it seems like there's just a complete fight over uh, over people who are offended by it and then people who aren't offended by it but are offended by the people who are offended by it um, on Twitter. I mean, if we wouldn't have brought it up in today's podcast, I wouldn't give a shit about it anyways, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and someone doesn't use Instagram, I feel the same, but I'd had yeah. it on Reddit and had laughed at it already. Yeah. I mean, just on the first look, I just find it atrocious. It's, it's a horrible logo. It doesn't look cool and it doesn't tell me anything. If you didn't know it was this camera beforehand, you would just stare at it and go like, yeah, circle, circle, dot. Okay. It, like it if it does, if it didn't if, have the Instagram name underneath it, why would you ever feel like you needed to download this from the App Store? Basically, like they're based solely off of their name. Yeah. yeah. Right. So looking at that article, it seems to be implying that Instagram's user base called for the company to update its look because they hadn't brought their icon in line with the iOS seven update style oh that it was too skeuomorphic oh seriously well it just didn't fit with uh, the other iphone icons then looking at the other iphone icons then that that just tells me that just shows the fucking usability self-entitlement isn't it you know when i think about instagram i immediately have to think about kim kardashian and the likes who would give a fuck if my, if I look at my phone? Kim Kardashian. I <laughs> yeah. swear you bring him up so much. You really, yeah. Hate because, <laughs> sure, you know. But if I look at my phone and one logo sticks out a bit, I gives a crap. 
I mean, it's even a good thing, you know, and that's just self-entitled, weird-ass people think, oh, my desktop of my phone is not totally posh or whatever. What do I don't even understand the argumentation about the whole thing. It's like, yeah, screw that. I'm never going to use Instagram. It's a piece of shit. No, I'm sure. <laughs> Stupid logo. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of agreeing with you, to be honest, mate. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it, it just it doesn't affect me. Like, I don't. It doesn't change my opinion. I did, wasn't going to use it, and I'm still not going to use it. I mean, I'm it, it, for me, I'm going to use it. Uh, I like Instagram. I've always liked Instagram. I just don't feel like. I just feel like it's a misstep. I feel like it's just weird. Right, but you're already using it. It didn't change anything for you either. Right, right? Just exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. I guess that it doesn't change anything. It's just a freaking logo. It's just a freaking app icon, and I think that's what a lot of people. Uh, that's why there's the reaction to the reaction is they think that the reaction from the first user group, the first base of people isn't warranted. And that's why there's a reaction to it. It's like, you it's know, just a stupid logo. Instagram has way too many negative things swinging with it for me. Like I hate in our times that everybody wants to share whatever. And most of the stuff that gets shared is not relevant to anybody at all. Like most of the shit get as posted on Facebook is the same. Twitter, at least, you know, has some sort of newsworthy content because a lot of important world news are quickly spread over Twitter. But Instagram is the epiphany of useless, yeah, <laughs> garbage that gets shared on the internet. You know, it's what Twitter, Twitter used to be accused of that, it's, isn't it? Like photographs, selfie shit, like. You know, and every selfie looks the same because everybody has their selfie face. And then they go like, then they're standing the somewhere, lips. random background, the duck lips. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's just useless information. I just like, yeah. So again, I've been looking through, looking through the links in that, in that uh, article. Uh, and there's a Reddit post on the uh, r slash iPhone, not surprisingly. Anyone else kind of annoyed at the Instagram icon not being flat? Already into iOS 8, and it's not even flat. Will it ever be updated? And the top reply to that is, you'd think one of the biggest companies on the mobile market would be up to date and push their product to be ahead of the curve. But no, Instagram never fails to show how terrible their support is. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Well, I mean, seriously, that that was an icon that was ahead of its time because it was a nice three D logo, and it was yeah. mm-hmm. well. Was but they want it more in the iOS eight style, which is this flat flatness. That's yeah. nice. and the thing is, now they've done one. It's not a flat color. It's it's a stupid color. I mean, it doesn't have green. I mean, I guess it has gradients between colors. Okay. Hmm. okay. There's, there's ten colors in that gradient. So discussion is useless. Why would? Mm-hmm. You? Yeah, it's yeah. like. People, yeah. you idiots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have nothing else to worry about if the fucking Instagram logo is flat or not flat or falls in line with the new. <laughs> I do like how it's considered support. Like this is they should support their users by. I can't believe the crappy support I'm getting. <laughs> My logo isn't flat enough. Exactly. What the I mean, fuck is wrong with you? You would worry about uh, security flaws or some other shit, you know, that is actually important with that. So, again, man. again as a graphic designer, somebody stuff. that has designed many company logos in my time, um, mm. they are important. But 
there's a difference between having a logo that you originally had designed in the 1970s and are still using because that kind of makes your company look like it, it's not a progressive company. It's not forward thinking, I think. Uh, and then if you've got a logo which is nice and modern, but you're just changing it for the shit of changing it, then that's completely different. And that's, that's pretty pointless. Yeah, but that logo Instagram was using is totally on point because it's vintage, yeah, man. It's, exactly. it, was, it was really, it was really stylish. It also, yeah. like, and to you, me, you it imparts... see those colors a mile off. A yeah. brown, a little, little rainbow, and you'd know what it was. To me, it's, yeah. the logo really did impart the whole, you know, filtering, making your your photos look, you know, a little bit distressed, sort of like an old... like, And the whole gram part mm. of Instagram was that it was kind of like a telegram or like, it, you know, it was a way to yeah. update people sort of in a little bit of an old-fashioned way. They've really, really, I think so. Is and I mean, originally, and I don't think Instagram is there now. And maybe that's one of the reasons I wanted to change the logo. Is originally, I mean, it was the app to to freaking cause so much distress to a normal photo that it it had so many filters on top of it that it would look artsy. Uh, mm. And so, um, ugh, I thought that was just something that got added later. I guess I didn't realize that was like their whole stick. I guess. But yeah. I so I didn't know. Yeah. So, but but now it's become a little bit more like uh, this is the way to update your life through pictures. You know, it's the tw it's Twitter for pictures, basically. Right. So maybe that's another reason that they wanted to get away from the old logo. The old, and it's not even a logo. It's the it's the app icon. Like it was never Instagram's logo. It's always just their app icon. So wait, what's their logo then? I think it's just, it's Instagram the word, but <laughs> it's it's Instagram the word uh, spelled out in that like uh, very cursive like font. I think. Yeah. Let me go to their website. I guess I thought, yeah, that was just their name, but I thought that was the their their app icon was their logo too. I guess I didn't realize. No, it's the yeah, it's it, their. I think their actual logo is Instagram spelled out with that cursive font type thing. Gotcha. Uh, I could go to their press site to find out our story. Press assets. Uh, assets. No, I don't see. I don't see. It does, it's not obvious. It's not obvious. They don't show their logo in the press. No, uh, no not in the press section. Okay, so uh, that is the drama about uh, Instagram's big re redesign. I think you're right. Sorry, I think it is that script's font. It's their logo. Mm hmm. I'm opening up the assets thing right now. Logo animation. Dot mov. Chad's opening up his asset. <laughs> it's it's just it's that's the app icon animation apparently. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, badge. What do you got for us? Well, I've lost a screwdriver. I know that for sure. Oh God. Um, Oh, God. So PayPal will um, stop protecting payments made to crowdfunding projects in several countries. Uh, Is the United uh, States one of them? Yes. Funnily enough, yes. Brazil, the US, Canada, and Japan, but not the UK. So UK payment stuff is protected, but not the US. Yeah. I think it's uh, because of the way their consumer protection is set up that the consumers are protected more. I, I guess. I think it's probably got something to do with the amount of uh, crowdfunding projects that turn out to be 
bollocks. So the protection. But not in the UK. Yeah, like UK is more like the number. What what uh, what did this protection mean, or how does it? Well, like... pay, payment protection is when you pay, uh, and PayPal will ensure the payment basically. Um, so, so you if, you pay, if you pay for something, it never turns up. You don't lose your money. Okay. Um, hmm. Like they, they no longer offer seller protection. Like the seller, of if you, if, you, if you're running a Kickstarter, your money is not protected. People could just do a chargeback, and you have no recourse. Is what I'm reading here. Yeah. Um, it's just nine percent of projects listed on the site on Kickstarter failed to deliver. I was talking earlier with Crystal about that that particular number, not this particular thing. I saw this a couple of days ago, though. Hmm. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw the the Peachy Printer Company's Kickstarter drama today where uh, they said that two years ago, their financial officer embezzled $200,000 and they put out a video together today talking about it. And uh, I brought that 9% because I wonder how that's calculated. Like how long do they give someone? Uh, and then Crystal brought the example of one of her friends did a Kickstarter for a book she was writing and the delivery was uh, so many people got an ebook, but then the physical book never got written. So did she actually deliver? She delivered the ebook. <laughs> what was in the ebook? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't, I mean, I think the ebook was like an ebook she already had or something. I don't know exactly the exact details. It wasn't, but it wasn't the finished, uh, novel that was going to be written. Um, mm. so I mean, I don't, I wonder how long they give them, uh, to, to deliver. Um, I don't know of any Kickstarter that I've backed that ever delivered personally. Uh, hmm. I'm hoping my, my, uh, exciting inflatable beach chair thing that was supposed to be coming next month will turn up. See, like, you know, every Kickstarter I've backed, the developers are still talking. They're constantly talking about their project, but they're not, there's nothing, you know, out. Yeah. So how long do they have to... Software is probably different to uh, something more tangible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is I always just forget to go check in uh, on stuff. Like, uh, yeah. out, out of all of, like, <laughs> I log in a Kickstarter, it's like, Please note that you need to fill out. Here's a reward survey that you need to fill out. Here's another one. Um, it looks yeah, like there's only one. Oh, I was going to say, there's only one of mine that says that it hasn't given me a reward, but it was something I selected no reward for. So looks like every single one of mine has done their stuff. Oh. I just said, I mean, did you back any games? All of mine were games. They never actually came out. Yeah, I got a forgettable dungeon. I guess like ukulele. Well, forgettable umbra. dungeon's a real thing, so you got yeah. that one at least. Contagion. But I said I don't know if you've never ever played it. Yeah, there, I mean, there's definitely a few that are still yeah. under I development. Played, I played the demo. It's not out out. So I yeah, guess he hasn't yeah. delivered on that either, has he? <laughs> there was some highly su su successful Kickstarters, and I guess it also gets legally a bit complicated. Let's think about an Oculus, you know. At one point, they get bought up by Facebook, so it's no longer a Kickstarter company. How is it legally then? You know, Are you still bound to your initial Kickstarter guys when you get bought out and owned by someone completely else? I don't know. Um, yeah, because the like you're when you're when they bought the company, you know, they're they're buying that's part of the assets is like this this requirement to yeah. deliver, right? I, I guess I don't actually yeah. know. Okay, well, not, you would think so, right? But you never know if they're about legal loopholes and shit people use now. this for everything. I mean, huh? Hmm. 
Interesting. So yeah, but interesting question. Who decides if the if the Kickstarter failed or not? I mean, who determines yeah. that? It's I like, think that a better a better way to do Kickstarter. Obviously, that this is not what Kickstarter wants to do because they don't want the liability. But I think a better way to do it would have been that uh, they provide the company kind of like um, Shark Tank or any of these type of shows where Kickstarter acts kind of like a middleman uh, where they they have financial uh, people available to, to, to give you advice, business people available to give you advice. Because I think a lot of these these companies that do these Kickstarters, they have a good idea for a product, but they don't have the business know-how to manage, especially if their Kickstarter blows up and they were asking for like 50000 and they get a million you know, they're not, you know, they might have been able to deliver a small scale version of whatever they were going to do if, if they had only got their 50,000 they asked for. But once they get that number of customers needed for their million, it's like, holy shit, I'm overwhelmed. I wonder if it would make more sense if Kickstarter took a percentage and then provided like business strategy, so to speak, to these people. I have no idea. I think the idea was to get direct financing with you know cutting out the middleman pretty much oh sure for sure so, uh the problem is i feel like kickstarter should be more liable as yeah. well and then that costs kickstarter money and that eats into their profit sure i mean they and that's what i'm saying their business model now is fucking fantastic we don't we don't promise anything and we're here to just facilitate you giving people money and we're gonna take a percentage of that anyways that's a fucking fantastic thing for them and they have no liability but i think it's bullshit is what i'm saying i think that you know it would be a better system if they they ran a more interactive like no one's I holding see, kickstarter accountable for any of this yeah i see kickstarter as some sort of high risk investment you know if you want to use banking terms i see it like okay you can invest in a thing, but chances are there that actually nothing will come from it and you wasted a few bucks you invested there. I mean, I would never go hardcore. A, I don't have the money, and B, I wouldn't invest in something like, you know, a few grand or something crazy. Um, you know, if you're a rich guy and can do that, then you just go directly to the guys and offer them a a loan or something, a small loan of a million dollars or so, that it can get going. So, that, that baby's never going to go away, is it? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I also invested in a few gaming Kickstarters, and I think most of them also came through so far. But funnily, I was excited about it at this time. Then, I don't know, two years later, the thing is finally there and I couldn't give, be asked about it anymore. I mostly forgot about it already. That's, so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of examples of Kickstarter campaigns that went really successfully. But then, on the other hand, if you look at the Oculus, I'm pretty sure if those guys would have come with that idea to some hedge fund or other risky, you know, risk money investor groups, they would have been able to get the money too. Because it was obvious that this project had potential. Um, and then it was also a successful Kickstarter. But, you know, yeah. maybe sometimes in Kickstarter, some projects get money that are clearly, if you think about it twice, not going to succeed. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Uh, not that great of an idea marketing wise or it's not that marketable i mean i think that was the basic idea as well for kickstarter to maybe create something that is pretty cool but is yeah more aimed at a smaller consumer group who would potentially not be able to produce in a yeah, mass production way or something you know and then you 
you fund it and then you get your piece, what you really always wanted. It doesn't necessarily say that it becomes a big scale product, you know, for the mass markets, I guess. If you look at it like that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, I mean, they, they may have, they may offer some kind of business support. I may, may I don't be completely wrong about this. You don't yeah. think they do. I think they yeah. do. Uh, I mean, I don't have any direct uh, experience, but my older sister did a Kickstarter and I don't think that, that, that uh, she, she never explained that as an option and I've never heard that as an option from anyone else. I think that would be good if they, but I mean, I don't, I don't foresee that being a thing. I'm I'm pretty sure they would have that though, at least, you know, for Kickstarters that actually really take off and there's a few million dollars in play. I'm pretty sure somebody would contact the company and maybe offer at least some support or so. That company I was talking about a minute ago, the peachy printer or whatever, it's supposed to be a hundred dollar 3d printer. They raised $700,000 and now they're saying, uh, would you like us to do a GoFundMe to uh, pursue this legally? Would you like to give us more money to pursue the guy that supposedly took our money? Uh, and the video just seems so shady too. Like he's sitting there with the guy that supposedly embezzled, and they're talking about it. Really? And he this video. Yeah, and he, and it's recorded in like uh, this. You guys just gotta watch it. Like the first three minutes is like the CEO, and like he's just got a black background, and it seems like a parody, honestly. But it's real. And then it cuts to them in what is obviously a chosen site for the shooting where it's like a shitty hotel with like a crappy little like key thing on the, on the door behind or like the little sliding thing on the door behind. Dylan Grayson interviews David Bow about the theft of peachy printers, Kickstarter funds. Uh, You've got some balls to turn up to that one, haven't you? Hmm. Well, that's the other thing too. He claims that this video was recorded right after uh, the guy admitted to taking the money um, and that, uh, and the guy had promised to pay it back and that this video was only going to be released if he didn't pay it back. And I guess he didn't um, is what they're claiming. I don't know. The whole video just seems so scripted and stuff. It just comes across really ungenuine and fake, but it, maybe well, it's real. And just to make it short with 700 grand, you will not be able to develop a hundred dollar uh, printer thingy. This is the example I was talking about earlier. They were asking for 50 grand, um, which would have been about 400 printers, right? Um, at the price that they're, you know, they're saying, uh, you know, after shipping and all and manufacturing, whatever. Um, but uh, if, you know, they raise 700,000, that suddenly changes their whole thing, you know, to this much bigger on taking. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really them, weird. They have these graphs also. So many you know producing then so many you have to invest in some assembly lines uh, if it is manual labor or whatever but to be able to deliver such a huge amount i think then the balance shifts you know if you say we want to make 400 and you give us 50 grand for it then they sit down and screw them together themselves and can do it in in half a year or something but if it's all of a sudden like you know like 12 times more or even 14 times more um to produce that much in the same time, you need to invest money. And then 700 grand all of a sudden is not enough anymore. Right, right. Because you, have, you need to employ people and, you know, you need to do stuff and it gets the whole, yeah. But there are economies of scale. If you start manufacturing 700,000 of them instead of 70 of them, then... This is so weird, be- this whole thing, because it also has this timeline of events... And like, look at like look at the production quality on the video and on their website. How much did that shit cost? Like to explain this whole thing, this is like weird. This is so weird. And then also like, 
in the in the beginning, like there's six hundred thousand dollars given to the uh, to them. And then they create the entity like Peachy Printer Incorporated. And then on the 19th, David transfers two hundred thousand dollars to Peachy Printer's corporate account. But at that point, there's already two hundred thousand dollars gone. And it's like within the space of like a few months. It's like if you just and it's not explained why two hundred thousand dollars is missing. I did, I must have missed that part. I thought it was weird that he didn't. I mean, I guess he'd already spent the money, and that's why he only transferred what he did. Um, but yeah, it wasn't clear. Just thirty why days all after the money wasn't transferred to the corporate account immediately. It does, it, so, well, he. I don't think they had it set up. So just thirty days after the funds arrived, David had spent a total of one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. A transfer oh, yeah. to Peachy Printer's corporate account has yet to take place. So I don't know Why who is this guy not in prison. Well, he was fifty percent owner of the company, so that money was his. That's what every everyone's talking about today. Like, well, you know, if this is embezzlement, embezzlement's illegal. But he didn't technically embezzle it. People gave him the money, and he spent it. Hmm. Is that a half, yeah, well, that's what he did. He didn't spend it all. He only spent half of it. And the they're saying is, they've spent the other half on business. Sorry, Doc. Yeah, no problem. But let's say if you, you, you aim on a small Kickstarter and then all of a sudden it blows up and becomes a million or two million or whatever million dollar Kickstarter, then you need to take the next step. Then you can prove to some other investors or banks that there's a huge interest in your product. And then you need to get more money to really get it going. Because sure, as Badge said, the individual cost of one unit produced, let's say, on an assembly line goes way down um, in comparison to manual mm. labor. But first, you have a very high initial investment. You know, setting up a production line is extremely expensive. And then it takes a while to you dial the whole thing in and, you know, make it run. And then it's, uh, you can only do that for a product where you see, hey, you have a future market and we can produce it, let's say, over a few years. So you get the initial investment back and then you start making profit. So I think if a Kickstarter takes off like that, you cannot just, the money you make from the Kickstarter then is the door opener to more money because you can right. prove, hey, look, we got like yeah. thousands of people wanting that shit. So let's do it now. And I think that's what Oculus, for example, also did. I think I saw a documentary about them and the other 3D printer guys that were pretty successful. That's what they did. They proved, hey, here, you got interest, and then other investors came in. Right. I guess that is the scary thing about, the, that's what I guess I'm talking about, is a lot of people don't have that business sense to know to do that sort of thing. Yeah. That's kind of what needs to be taught in some way to the people that are, it's like, I don't know. That's what's, I guess that's what's so scary to me about Kickstarter. There's just open platform to get a lot of money. And then a lot of people don't know what to do when, once they receive that much money. And it's almost yeah. like there needs to be a limit. Like if you're going for 50,000, you shouldn't be able to earn a million on it or something. Cause it just, it doesn't, they're not capable of that scale. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is okay. So I'm understanding a little bit more is that 100 and something $160,000 discrepancy is what they're showing off is that he spent to that on something. So a house on a house. Yeah. Is is that, um, 324,000 total. Yeah. Um, in the end it's 320,000 that he ended up taking. So, so they started this campaign and they didn't have a business yet. So they transferred it all into his personal account. 
and then he just starts spending like crazy. Yeah, that's, the- that's where you went wrong, really, isn't it? Uh, the, there you go. Yeah, that's what just what Good said. Uh, there you see, you know, you throw a shit ton of money at some people that are completely not capable of, of dealing with. They didn't even have a business account. Are you kidding me? And then you rake in seven hundred grand and send it to some random dude's personal account. I mean, it wasn't random, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I think, yeah. What what Google was saying originally is you need business advice, and probably what they need to say is when you sign up for it, they should have some rules that say, well, not rules, but advice that says, okay, step one, set up a corporate account. I mean, so yeah, you, that'd be so yes. difficult. That I mean, you're you just basically want regulation on Kickstarter, and I don't think that I think that Kickstarter yeah, would yeah. fall that, apart. That should be on Kickstarter side, though. You know. If you yeah, apply I think for a Kickstarter, be more accountable. yeah, if yeah, exactly. Like if you start a Kickstarter, you first have to prove uh, with some paperwork and whatnot to Kickstarter that you actually have, you know, all the things already set up. Uh, you know, that's like my crack is too high risk to sell some posters, but these motherfuckers can get a million dollars for nothing. Uh, I mean, I think that that's just yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't know. It's hard for me to say what I want to say because I feel like the harsh, harsh, harsh truth is that this is just this could have happened on Kickstarter. This could have happened anywhere. Businesses do this. There are going in. If you take a swath of businesses, there's going to be bad apples. The fact that it happened on Kickstarter doesn't really mean that this is Kickstarter's problem. Uh, and I feel like it's just facilitating this kind of platform. I feel it's, yeah, I feel like if this was the norm, definitely something should be done, but I also don't want the, the, how easy it is to go and get crowdfunding to go away. Like if you need to be regulated and people, you have to have this, this, and this, and you have to pass this audit of your business before you can start a Kickstarter that destroys the whole purpose of easily being able to, Give money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. So that's I'm conflicted. Is, I guess all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, but then yeah, I guess you have to then just understand it's a high risk investment you make, and you have zero guarantee that yeah. anything will come. And I don't think like- anyone has ever tried to explain Kickstarter as something that was secure. <laughs> I mean, you've yeah. always known you're not. This isn't a pre-order. This isn't an investment in the company. You're hoping that their promise stays solid. Is yeah, the most, only of thing the, most of the times they're not even a company yet. Yeah. It's some random dudes with an idea, you know. It so. sucks though. I mean, it doesn't make it yeah. suck any less. No. I don't think everyone realizes that, to be honest. But yeah, I think I mean, and I don't I don't know if, if Kickstarter has, has failed to make that clear enough, but yeah. Mm. So I mean there's no there is no way of stopping this from happening though. No, I mean, other than doing that. something like what you guys are talking about, which is like audit the company, make sure that you can, you can, I don't know, have them accountable, have them sign something that makes them accountable. Like, like I guess the reason I think that Kickstarter should have some responsibility here is technically any of these companies could just set up a website, you know, the, yeah. who these printers are could set up a website lie and. And, you know, they're not going to get that kind of attention. The, the attention is being brought by Kickstarter. And Kickstarter is earning uh, part of the revenue that's being generated by these, 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 these businesses. So I just feel like that that is why they should have a little bit of accountability. Yeah, in it. I mean, you can't put the onus on them, though, because these are strangers. These are just, yeah. I think the day that it really all falls apart. Fraud. Yeah, exactly. you know, <laughs> that's imagine the- you you do you do this. You invest a little bit of money, and then you say, "Hey, I came up with a way to actually make a fucking lightsaber." Yeah, fucking, 
nerd army on the internet would invest millions in it. You just take the money and run. Okay. Yeah. The, I, I think once that wrong? happens, they are. failed. Uh, something went wrong. Like I think someone has to create a product that is going to be as popular as Pebble was, or is as popular yeah. as some of the, you know, the big Kickstarter darlings that we know about. And then for them to blatantly walk away, blatantly take all the money and, <laughs> and do nothing with it. Uh, that before something like this is really going to be thrown under the bus by the market or by judges I mean, or by is, regulation. If you, if you get 700 grand thrown into your, your bank account all of a sudden um, and you think, oh, you know, okay, if you, if you go and buy a 10 grand car, okay, that's a little bit naughty, but it's, you know, not too bad. Building a house, he's got to know at some point that that is going to come back to him. Oh, of course. Yeah. This guy <laughs> immediately got the I'm money and started spending what it. The, the biggest Kickstarter failures are. Oh, uh, last year, a company called Laser Razor raised $4 million. Oh, yeah, Laser Razor, yeah. But then Kickstarter realized that they don't have anything even close to a working prototype. Yeah. And then? Um, Did the $4 million get funded? Uh, reading, reading, reading. See, the uh, thing is, like is that Kickstarter kick did pull the campaign, pull the laser razor because it didn't have anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so they did start enacting some policies like you're not allowed to th show uh, uh, CGI versions of mm -hmm. your product. You have to show what your working prototype is right now. Uh, Here is uh, one that did get funded $3.4 million for Xano, a little baby drone. You can't actually fly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there. Doesn't fly. Doesn't get off the ground. But they've well, declared bankruptcy, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah see, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not sure how you go bankrupt with three and a half million dollars, but there you go. Yeah. Um two hundred and sixty thousand dollars for a little ball that supposedly shrinks water molecules and makes your washer work better. <laughs> what? Okay, come on. People are they're just dumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, price. Yeah, there's there's a whole there's quite a few examples of. Uh, I don't know, but you know, remember we used GoFundMe uh, two years ago for um our our party in Orlando, mm -hmm. and now if you go to GoFundMe, it's just a site. I would never I would never use that site to crowdfund anything again because it's just a site of scams or like um you know I need to go to prom pay for my dress that sort of shit like GoFundMe is just a site filled with that sort of thing now um or it always gets it's always the site where you know bigot kicks someone out of restaurant entire town raises money in favor of bigotry you know through it's always through GoFundMe um so I wouldn't want to use GoFundMe at all for crowdfunding just because of that like did you use was that the Orlando one I thought you used something that wasn't GoFundMe no it was GoFundMe we used for Orlando? Really? Huh. Yeah. Weird. Well, we were actually the largest fundraising through GoFundMe at that time. It was pretty, pretty new. Um, so Minecraft was the highest they'd ever raised. You point. used gogetfunding.com. Oh, is it go get funding? Yeah. I, I knew that you didn't use GoFundMe because I could have swore it was GoFundMe. Yeah. Cause I, I was like, I remember it was like a weird website that I had never seen before. <laughs> but we're probably still the largest than on them. Probably because we used go get funding. 
Yeah. Badge ran with ran with half of the funds. He bought a house, actually. You know, he's sitting in it right now. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about... Uh, oh, yeah, go get funding. You're right. You're right. It looks completely different nowadays. Yeah, it does. It looks a lot better than it did when we did it. Mm-hmm. Or when you did it. I wasn't even part of it. Because of the money they made off of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, cool. Moving on. Doc? Yeah. So we had to bring that up. None of us is really into the scene. You know, face... <laughs> Headshot. But uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, the drama on YouTube, um, straight on its way to the most disliked, or even I think it is the most disliked gaming trailer video in history. As of now, when I checked just before, it has like uh, 17 something million views already and 1.8 million dislikes. Over, I don't know, two, three hundred likes or something. On the other hand, uh, the Battlefield 1 trailer also came out and obviously got way better reception by the community. And um, yeah, I found this whole thing pretty hilarious, uh, to be honest, because I think it's a mixture. Obviously, there's honest concerns by the Call of Duty community. Everybody is sick of the future warfare scenario and want to go old school again, you know, in some sort of war that actually happened want to have some real realism there but on the other hand i also think this is a typical um you know let's get on the hate train we don't really know what it's all about but let's get on the hate train you can see it in the comments section. yeah these things snowball don't they yeah, it snowballed a bit and there's tons of comments saying hey who else is coming back to check how many dislikes we have right now and so it's, it's also a little it's almost turning into me. yeah and yeah it reminds me of the fine brother thing where everyone's like everyone dislike mm. yeah subscribe yeah. I mean, that's one of the, those, the negative things sometimes. And I'm not saying, you know, the, the initial fans um, who are not happy with it are not right or so, don't get me wrong. But I think there's a lot of people who just jump on the bandwagon and, you know, you can't even imagine like kids in school, you know, and then they go like, hey, did you see, did you already dislike the, the last Call of Duty trailer? No, what? Why? What? Uh, you knew. Yeah. <laughs> you knew. It's, yeah, it's this whole uh, drama thing and um, overreaction that sometimes, you know, only black and white um, on the internet, not in a racial sense, but in an opinion sense, obviously. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird sometimes. I mean, yeah, it's going to keep on going. I don't know how long it lasts, maybe a week or so to, you know, the hype train. And then let's see how many dislikes it can push, but it's, People will get bored of it and they'll forget about it. My yeah. question is, is it okay? I watched both <laughs> trailers. Um, both trailers. I don't have an interest in either game, really. You know, it's just not my my style. But why is it one of them like the Call of Duty trailer just doesn't like the gameplay is not as pretty as the battlefield. Like it really is not as like it's like you can actually I mean, I know they just pump out these games year and year, and that's one of the biggest complaints people have. But there's like a big difference in what like graphics wise between the two trailers. Like one of them looks really good and one of them looks like it's a couple of years old. Yeah, but as you know, you always have to be careful with that shit. Um, yeah, who knows what? Original, yeah. Is it original gaming footage? And right. then all of a sudden, in when I think in October, Battlefield 1 is about to be launched. And then all of a sudden, on, we have this huge hate train. Downgrade. Downgrade. Right. Graphics, downgrade. Right. God knows, but looks. But I think the main concern is about the scenario. Obviously, um, 
yeah, the looks are also quite significantly different. Um, Call of Duty look like shit compared to what you could see in the Battlefield thing, but yeah. Yeah, Battlefield was definitely more of like a, well, I don't know, actually. I was going to say Battlefield felt a lot more like a thematic th- the well, I did say at the start this is gameplay footage, and that's why I wasn't yeah. sure. You see that every single yeah. time. I mean, I do know. I'm not. You know, I know how that that works. Gameplay <laughs> footage, as in like this will be a pre-rendered video in the gameplay, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Actually, it's the game is. engine footage, so that could be exactly what you just said. Like it's yeah. using the game engine to render this, but it's. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I mean, you, you have always have to see, like, if you, let's say, game in early development for those trailers, they took take a very small portion of the game. Um, the whole other game engine doesn't have to run AI and all that shit, you know. And then you can focus a lot of the power of the of your computer on actual rendering and looks. Later down the road, when a game gets more complex, you have to do compromise between looks and performance. Right. And, you know, so. I wouldn't judge that too early. Um, the thing is, though, it's going to cost 79 bucks. I think, the Call of Duty version. Uh, I think the pre-order or something was 79 bucks. That's for, like, the uh, Legacy Edition or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. That means. you get Call of Duty 4, which is regarded as the best one or one of the best ones in the uh, COD community. Uh, so you get that uh, remastered version of that. Yes, there are a lot of people complaining that you, know, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be packaging those two together. They should be separate. Yeah, uh, but maybe they knew. Maybe they knew. I mean, they must be aware of the community not liking this whole, you know, super modern style of it. Uh, you know, jumping on walls and stuff like that. That was not really appreciated in the Call of Community ever since it came out. So maybe you know, as you know, the games they come out every year. But obviously, right now they're already working on the next version after Infinity, uh, Infinite Warfare. Mm-hmm. It's like it takes them two or three years to develop a game. So maybe they were already too far into that version. And then they thought, shit, okay, people probably not going to like it. Then we're going to do the call of duty remastered so we can bridge it and then hopefully go back to our roots a bit and um, deliver something that the fans more appreciate. I wonder how hard it is halfway through a game like that to change the, the time zone it's in. I guess it's I mean, pretty hard, right? I mean, I mean, if you look at the trailer, there's like, uh, we, you fucking launch up into space. And I know they were expecting people to be like, what? Whenever they <laughs> launch out of the atmosphere into space, but then everyone hated it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Earth. To, to, like, as, as someone who really just doesn't have a dog in this fight, like that trailer, you could have told me that that was like three years old. And I would have been like, oh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, I, it felt like an old. The gameplay didn't look good enough to be yeah. new. And also the whole, the setting, the the storyline, like it just nothing felt cared about. Dude, like up to Call of Duty 4, I played all Call of Duty titles because I um I was never too much into the multiplayer and so on because uh, yeah, it's several reasons let's let's not go there, but I always enjoyed the single player campaign of Call of Duty 2. Because it was this cool cinematic story, and most of the time storyline was cool. But then it started to get more and more futuristic, and for me, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I it didn't feel like a real Call of Duty anymore. And now with Battlefield picking the World War One scenario, which there is no real good shooter out there at the moment. There's Verdun. This is a. It's like a you know, like a very simple trench war kind of shooter game. Um, that's the only 
yeah, World War One scenario game I can think about. And that's a really, really interesting, cool scenario they picked there, in my opinion. It's been a horrible war, a lot of, you know, mm. metal, uh, you know, and for, for, for having a dramatic gaming experience, I guess it could be really intense, you know, imagining those trench wars and, you know, uh, bombs going off everywhere, gas, uh, you know, I mean, that... Um, I think it's a really interesting scenario. Yeah. And I think it's like the perfect time to come back to it because I remember playing, well, sorry, I keep kicking my webcam. Uh, You know, those world war two, world war one style videos back on, I guess it was like the PS two and stuff like that. And it was so like, I have such nostalgia for that now. And I would love to jump back in and play with guns that like, I, I feel like I know, you know, and, and, Things it like was, I don't know. God could have gone Korea War, you know. Yeah. They could, they, they could, they could, they could go uh, Vietnam. They could go. I mean, even back Do in the night, they don't want to polarize anyone. You think that's part of it? Hey, maybe, but maybe I, I no mean idea. that that's true. But you're never gonna. I feel like. I don't know. I I feel like you need to, <laughs> you need to be, you need to be excited about something. Sometimes you got to piss some, a few people off because you went in a direction that matters. In every fucking war shooter game, you kill the damn Nazis. Yeah. I mean, do I give a fuck about it? Hell no. Well, I mean, but that said a lot of Wolfenstein. Ga- in fact, none of the Wolfenstein games are available in your country, right? There are, but um, there's no swastikas. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, that's not that's not allowed having swastikas in games. Right. Never okay. have that in, in in the old battlefield games there was also swastikas, right? Or what was it Call of Duty the first one? Yeah. So that's that's the thing. But the gameplay is such it's there. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, there's a lot of like, anti German sentiment there in those games. Yeah, of course. There was a big backlash against the World War Two games, you know, as, as Chad was saying, you know, we always used to like playing them. And then it got to a point where it seemed that every game was a World War II game. And then everybody was like, oh, I don't want this. Yeah. And then they stopped. And we haven't had one since, basically. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. And I, I too World War. It doesn't have to be World War II, no. then. That's uh, really overdone. That's why Battlefield went to World War One. you know. Well, Battlefield was <laughs> but Battlefield I think Good has a point, really is they good. probably did it because futuristic war, no one's going to get mad about that. It hasn't happened yeah. yet. You know? Like politically correct. This, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, 1942, oh, didn't they? And then, then huh? they did the, the Battlefield Night which was excellent. And then they did the Modern Warfare mod, which was amazing. And I think that's what pushed COD forwards. I think to do more modern things. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. they did Vietnam, which was great. Vietnam was brilliant. Find the helicopter with you know the music playing. Yeah. I got that with the with the soundtrack CD. I used to drive around in the car with, with all that going on. That was that was fantastic, and that was a really good yeah. era. Um, yeah. But then EA started getting a little bit shitty, and I, I've kind of promised myself I wouldn't buy another Battlefield game. So. I mean, they even could go around the nineties, you know, first Gulf War scenarios and stuff like that. That there's lots of potential. It would also have some significance for today because all these conflicts we have today started back then. Mm-hmm. There's, there's I've wondered. I've, I've I've always expected that to be a game, but I've always thought that they were too afraid. I was too afraid to do that. Yeah, yeah too close. Mm-hmm. Africa War scenario, you know. Like there's a shit ton of, of, of potential wars in areas. We have wars all over the place. Why to go to fucking space? I hate it. I <laughs> you, you could you could do like um like a sort of retro 
retrofuturistic sort of alternate timeline, like say take nine eleven and then make that a full invasion, and then you could have a war in New York kind of thing in, in the early two thousands. That would be. Yeah. But I really think Dan Good's point comes in play. I think some of the public publishers would literally be afraid to touch such subjects. You know, not to don't hurt people. To offend people in any way. I mean, it's a global market. It's not only made for the United States. So if you, want to sell it, if you want to sell it worldwide. You know, I was watching Aladdin the other day, and I wondered if that movie would be able to be successful these days. <laughs> it came out. I feel like we would not have identified with the, like, the moment Aladdin? I first singing about Arabian Nights. It had been like, no, we're done. You know, it's funny. I, I was I started watching The Office again, and they have like sexual harassment episodes and stuff like that. I'm like, this would not fly. This would not fly on today's <laughs> television. Like, with children, like Al oh. Bundy, get out of here with Al Bundy. That ain't happening. Holy shit! Yeah, that wouldn't work today nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, oh my god. Yeah, it's funny uh, that <laughs> humor and content changes so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we look at old cartoons, you know, and you're yeah. just like, oh, that is oh, racist. Yeah. <laughs> that right. is, yeah. There's the no other way to describe wow. that other than racist. Very Mickey racist. racist. I mean, you can talk yeah. about this, but there, there is famously a sitcom that was made in the 70s in the UK that lasted one pilot episode, which was Hitler living in a suburban house next door to a Jewish. That <laughs> 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 yeah. sounds like an interesting scenario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, you know, we we get reruns of, of things like on the buses, which is something that you should look up on YouTube at some point in time. Which is you know, 1960s um, people that work on the local bus routes, uh, and it is so sexist and so racist. But they still seem to be re-showing them all the time. Yeah. Especially uh, sexism is uh, if you look at uh, some of the older sitcoms from the 90s and so on. It's like in comparison today, but there you can see um, how I, I think it's a it's a pretty good thing that there is some sort of more awareness. Okay, sometimes I think people are way too pussy and buttered about anything you say and go like, oh, you can't say that, blah, blah, blah. But in general, I think it's it is okay because yeah, especially married with children. I mean, yeah, it is so discriminating at some <laughs> some degree it's like yeah it's almost cringy today yeah, yeah. no I, I or the prince of bel-air i mean there's so many stereotypical things in there it's 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 not even yeah, yeah that's another one yeah for sure yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> crazy well whatever thankfully i'm not playing call of duty either way yeah, you don't think anyone here is. I mean, is there anyone left in this group that is? Anders doesn't even play Call of Duty anymore, right? Mm. He wants to play Battlefield again, rightfully so. I mean, he we played a lot of Battlefield in the past, and I mm-hmm. think he's looking forward to the BF One now. Yeah, yeah I'm, kind of, I'm kind of tempted with that. It has to be said, but I think part of the problem with Call of Duty was the um, the player base as well, wasn't it? There, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it had a bit of a reputation for fourteen year olds. Yeah. I'm gonna frag you. That's her stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that about wraps it up for our stories. Let's move on to Ask Crack. You submit questions and we try to answer some of them. 
Um, move quick too. We're running out of time. Yeah, here. this yeah. is probably my favorite question ever asked. So uh, I hope that you guys take it as seriously as you can. Uh, how many five-year-olds do you think you could beat in a fist fight before being overrun by Joe Fieldhouse? Are they angry? Well, yeah, they want to beat you up, five. basically. They're, they're going to overrun you. But at, at what is the number of five-year-olds you feel like you could take on <laughs> and so destroy? Is, I mean, well, my first thought is that their height, right? Like, they're they're down at a level that they're dangerous. Yeah. So, like... The thing, I don't know, as man. long as you can bend down and just the I'm other thing is, are they coming like, are they all like 360 hmm. around you or is it like a line? Like they're coming at you like <laughs> one at a time, like a, like a ninja. Think video. about it no, uh, yeah, think, yeah, like in the Matrix or so, you know, that famous Matrix fight. They come from <laughs> right. That's how I'm imagining it. Exactly yeah. like that. I reckon it's got to be, it's got to be probably, you know, 40 or 50, I think, before they start getting what really. You think you could take forty or fifty-five year olds? I think I'm well, thinking I, like six. And yeah, they got same, me. same. I'm thinking like because if you if you just think of body mass, like if all they did was jump at you and grab, like yeah. once they get over my body mass, uh, it it gets a lot harder. You yeah. got yeah, that body mass onto your arms and to your legs, and right? Like, and they're kicking you in the nuts constantly. Yeah. You know yeah, they just are. A little with a tiny little hand too, so their surface area is not distributed. Yeah, but they're not very strong, though. Fiber. No, yeah. no, probably How, not very cautious. Again, you've recently been kicked in the nuts. Keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> So, is it like, weird if I Google how big shape. is a five-year-old? Yeah. How well, that, that's that's going to raise your adrenaline. Though. So my hey. strategy would be no, your testosterone. Get the first one I can get and mutilate him so bad. <laughs> the other ones it's are like, scary. whoa! <laughs> just like bite his fucking nose off and spit oh, it in the next one. Yeah. Spin one around by the ankles and take poke the eyeballs out, you know, and then s- s- smash the skull in so there's brain and blood everywhere. And then <laughs> Look at this five-year-old. I'm sharing an image of a five-year-old with you guys. This guy well, is going to beat the, sh- the, the crap kids, out of you. Yeah, well, you have to. I mean, the other kids would be like, holy shit. And then they would just stop attacking. And <laughs> that's that's yeah. a pretty good strategy. Scare the shit out of them. I, I can see yeah. that. Or you fucking, you know, RKO one or something. The five year don't have empathy, so they, they, they won't understand that you're damaging one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's another weird fucking question. I would say. <laughs> they have no fear either. That's, mm. Yeah, I would say like six or seven. Is probably definitely. Six I don't think I could seven. take ten. Yeah, I'm oh. with Chad. I don't think I could take more than six or seven five year olds. I think they'd fuck me up after about yeah. that. Minute. Depends well, how they're coming in, but you know, you could kick a bit and blah blah blah. Maybe you could get up to ten, but as soon as they start grabbing you all over the place and you have like yeah. two, three on your arms and two, three on your legs, they would ele- eventually. You get just can't you down move fast enough to keep them all away, yeah. and they bite. What yeah, you know, zombie yeah, five year olds? They bite. Oh fuck! Yeah, they bite and zombie five year olds. No, no, the zombie five year olds. You could like one because they're going <laughs> to fight right off the bat. You're fucked. How no. how agile and how coordinated is a five year old? You know, <laughs> is it is he just running at you like an idiot, or is it, would he be like, you know, would it be a coordinated attack? That is a big question there. No, they're being individual. I don't think they're capable of coordination. 
And yeah, maybe you could take out a few. Hey, I want to try this now, man. <laughs> Doc wants to five, bring it, five-year-olds. He's ready. <laughs> this is why we should implement cloning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we can test beating up five-year-olds. <laughs> Got it. Answering mm. the real world. Where, where, why did Mythbusters have to end so soon? Yeah, I know. The, the first thing that when uh, we get a hollow deck is uh, just spawn a whole bunch of five-year-olds just to beat them up. Find out the number yeah, of yeah. five-year-olds you can you can fight. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, moving on, Doc. Okay, because of an unfortunate coma, you find yourself only capable of saying one word the rest of your life, and you can only change the tone that you say it in. So imagine you had to uh, choice which word would you pick. Isn't that what happened to Kurt? Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I feel like this is what happened to all Pokemon. <laughs> all Pokemon are stroke victims? Jigglypuff! Jigglypuff! <laughs> Pikachu! Um, yeah, exactly. It's got to be either a, a yes or a no. 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 What if it was like... Uh, Would you like chocolate cake? <laughs> No. Oh, it was it was just the it was just oh 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 ah uh, yeah you just pick some like fuck or something and then you go like, mm. fuck <laughs> fuck you know you can that works I think I I part of me thinks that you go the the Pokemon route and just your name Chad Chad Chad. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to be constantly having to say Chad, though. Would yeah, you like chocolate cake, Chad? Chad. Chad. <laughs> would you like to be with a, with a... Chad. Chad. Could you? Would Chad. you have facial motions and you yeah, know? I think so. Yeah, that's facial motions and question. tone. So I think or you, you just... can impart a lot of information. I mean, it could just be a grunt, you know. Mm. Mm. I have no idea. These questions, man. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't think it matters, right? Anyone have a, yeah. a strong opinion either way? No, I don't have a word no. I want to say forever. Got it. No. Uh, no. Moving on, badge. Moving on, moving on, badge. Moving on, badge. <laughs> moving on, badge. Uh, if you had a choice to live in Stardew Valley, Minecraft, or Seven Days to Die, what would you pick and why? Uh. <laughs> I don't know enough about Stardew Valley. It's just a bunch of it's just living on a farm, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think and Minecraft. Some, some nice village. Seven days it does a little bit too dangerous, man. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It's like who would go fuck yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> that's fun to play. Obviously. Yeah. And clearly, Minecraft. I would you know, actually probably stay, say Stardew Valley. Hmm. Stardew Valley is well, like a peaceful area right completely peaceful yeah exactly like well, the only thing you ever fight is there's, like there's yeah is yeah you you go into the mines yeah you just don't go in the mines mm. dude yeah, but seriously think about it being being steve in minecraft now with the elytras and everything it'd be fucking epic and you yeah yeah no minecraft is, you imagine yeah but that, could it be modded <laughs> minecraft you get like Cool machine <laughs> stuff too. <laughs> it doesn't specify, so it probably could be agrarian yeah. skies. If you ask me, like Galacticraft, that type of stuff. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Fly to space. Yeah, I'd be in Minecraft. Yeah, especially if you could do modded Minecraft. I guess that uh, that would be the way to go. 
Who would seven days to die? Who would pick that? That is the whole. <laughs> 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 Who would pick that? I'm not. Yeah. Hey, I want to be friends. the zombie apocalypse in a fucking way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's zombies in Minecraft, right? But they're just pushovers. You're just like, oh, look, yeah. a zombie. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Walk away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll make a wall and light. Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make a mob farm. Yeah. Be safe. Okay, final question. Good. All right. Uh, this is from Sean. What's your favorite pizza topping? What are your thoughts on pineapple as a topping and or anchovies? Deep dish, thin crust or stuffed? Basically, what is your favorite pizza type? Is what I kind of got from that. It's like, what's meat, your, meat yeah. clusterfuck. Meat clusterfuck. Meat lovers pizza. Like the, the pig ear, beef tongue, anchovies is, is Badge's favorite. Oh, Cow testicles. Oh, yeah. Mm. Whoever, Monkey brains. Whoever came up with fucking anchovies on pizza. <laughs> that is the worst. I hate it. That's the only yeah. pizza topping I hate. Yeah, and I should admit, I finally tried it as an adult, and no, it's not good. It's too salty. Yeah, man, it doesn't taste good. You cannot, there's no way somebody can t- convince me that that, is, that should taste good, man. It's just salt. I remember having them as a, as a kid because my parents would have like pizzas with anchovies on them. And it's just like little hair, hairy strips of rubber. It was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Does anyone like anchovies? Pineapple is great. Pizza Hawaii, you know, with ham and pineapples. It's yeah, I like pineapple on my pizza as well. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. I don't seek it out. If it's like the last slice at a party, it's like, okay, I guess I'll eat this now. <laughs> I guess I'll eat the last slice. God, this is Chad for you. <laughs> he didn't even want that kind of pizza. He's like, well, it's the fucking last slice. I'm, gonna I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you guys are hungry over there? Well, it's the last slice. It's mine. Yeah. yeah. Thin, thin, thin crust for sure. Really like crust this. for sure. I mean, we really? over here in Germany, we have more the italian original style pizza you know the, the american pizza is more mm-hmm. thick and more you know um, more cheese and stuff i so. did i did i did discover a um hot dog stuffed crust that was quite wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i sound like something i want to eat hmm. You know, Paul's favorite pizza is right up there with like the worst pizza of all time. And I can't quite remember what it's pineapple, chicken, oh, barbecue based, thin crust. Oh, that sounds gross in all ways. Barbecue yeah. sauce and, and pizza that doesn't go together. That is a no no. That is not. <laughs> that is a no no. <laughs> pizza is meant to be, man. I also don't like it when they overdo the pizza sauce as well. Like, you do or don't? Don't. That's, that's a no no. Well, we know what we you don't like. Get, you pizza. get like it's like tomato sauce just dripping out the yeah. side. Yeah, I always I like feta cheese and spinach and stuff on it. Oh, and black olives. We're at the Disneyland, and you guys go like, "Hey, let's order pepperoni pizza." Oh God, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you ask exactly? It was hilarious. You know, now. Yeah, pepperoni in America—that's the sausage. That's the spicy salami right. kind of sausage. And in Germany, pepperoni meets uh, hot pepper. <laughs> that's what it was and you were like because you're gonna be you're like anything else so we were like no man just fucking pepperoni doc god <laughs> what really <laughs> just cheese and pepperoni yeah, it's like oh, of course okay. <laughs> and then it finally came and i said fuck you asshole there's salami on it what are you talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh okay i get it i mean yeah <laughs> um, that was quite funny yeah pepperoni that is hot what is it pepper yeah those small little hmm. kind of things. Yeah. Italian. Pepperoni. Hmm? 
<laughs> okay, that about wraps it up for this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you would like to submit questions for us to answer, we always enjoy them. YouTube, that's not the correct URL. Uh, com slash podcast is the place to go. Um, subscribe to the show. Also, there are links there to subscribe on iTunes or YouTube. That about wraps up. Thanks for watching, everyone. Don't miss the 24-hour stream on the weekend. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Thanks. Good call. Wow. <laughs> yeah, good call. I won't be here next week either. I'll be doing stuff with Telltale. Super excited. I don't know what, how much I can talk about, though, so I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> nice. See you later. Bye. 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 Instagram.